If it sounds like I'm singing right now, your brain is messing up. It's Starlight Express this week on Why Do You Know That? Welcome to Why Do You Know That, the party podcast that wants to know why you know so much about a very specific topic. I'm Nadia Osman. I'm Steve Slaga. Hi, Steve. Hi, Nadia. How you doing? I'm, I'm good. I realized today that um, aside from my roommate, the only, the, the human being I spend the most communication with is my seven-year-old nephew because we play Nintendo Switch together online every day, which is wonderful. Um, but today when we were playing, I realized like, God, I need, I, I need to talk to adults. <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck, I'm glad I have this podcast later because what's going on? Like, what's going on outside of daddy's beard smells like ice cream, you know? <laughs> oh, wait, wait, hold on a minute. Go, go back. That's breaking news right there. Um, when we play Switch, Lucas insists that we FaceTime, even though, like, you know I'm here and playing with you because you can see we're playing on the game. We have to FaceTime. Can't be a phone call. Has to be a FaceTime. And I can't tell you how many times per session I am laughing. And he's like, what's so funny, Uncle Steve? And I can't say what you just said is insane. <laughs> Like, it's going to take two minutes to load. Well, I guess I'll go to the bathroom and get some watermelon. I think I've been doing a pretty good job of talking to adults, but I have done a even better job of just talking to my cat a lot. Mm. Like, intimately. Intimately sharing secrets with the cat. And, and also singing them. Just being like, there's songs about the cat. I've come up with like at least 400 other new songs for Cosmo. Uh, but also then songs where I invent a life for him where it's like, uh, you know, stuff, stuff almost to a James Bond theme where it's just like Cosmo is a spy. He is a spy cat and he happens to be British, but we don't know this because he's Cosmo, the spy (laughs) cat. And no one can hear this for now. Uh, and then I, I caught myself singing one of the things I made up to myself in the shower. And I was like, oh, you've got you've to yeah. text someone, anyone. You Welcome. Need to- <laughs> you've lost your mind. But I want to thank you for talking about singing to your cat because you gave me the perfect segue. Because as we already know, there are Jellicle songs for Jellicle cats. But did you know, Nadia, that there are also songs from the same man? For trains. That's the sec alert going off. We got to bring in our guest. Uh, she's head writer for the Disney Plus's Earth to Ned and uh, host of the podcast Cool Playlist. Please welcome Eliza Skinner. Hi, that's Hi. me. Hi. Hey. Uh, um, I do the same thing with singing to my dog, by the way, Nadia. And mm-hmm. I, uh, I've been posting those songs online and I do get those sometimes stuck in my because i've been recording them and putting them online i can get ones from other days stuck in my head again and i'm like this is weird <laughs> but i yeah i'm like oh that's tuesday's treat zone song <laughs> i keep singing I and love it's that. thursday it's not even uh, tuesday yeah, this doesn't exactly. make any sense yeah trying to get different moods in there also yeah, yeah one was a little bit vulnerable and i was like am i really gonna post this yeah yeah i am yeah. and i almost took it down but people were like I needed this one. And I was yeah. like, 
Okay, we're all losing our minds. Fair enough. <laughs> there's never going to be a shortage of, uh, a, or there's never going to be uh, too much content of songs with animals. There will yeah. always, there will always be room. Well, the treat zone was both pets, the dog and the cat, both getting treats at the same time. So I was like, come on, everybody, let's get in here. We're all yeah. in the treat zone. Um, I've talked Highlight about of it their day. I like this insight into the process. Yeah. <laughs> I've, uh, well, you know, it's got to be a notable moment. It's not just like yeah. walking around, sitting there. Oh, That's yeah. No, Eliza was my uh, song improv teacher. She taught me that you sing when there's an emotion and the only way to get it out is through song. And mm-hmm. Treat Zone is a good example of that. Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I believe, I believe I, both of you guys were in my classes. Possibly at yes. the same time. I don't remember. <laughs> no, not at the same time because I think Steve was in a class full of people I knew. And the class I was in, I think I knew maybe one person. And I was like, what the fuck? Oh, I wish we would have switched. I'd rather be in the class where everyone's a stranger because when you're in a class where you know everyone and you get to the infamous everybody cries day. Yeah, everybody cries. I'd rather be with strangers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. No, it's good. I'm yeah, glad it's I was It's like with- being at the gym with people that you know. Yeah. I don't, I, don't, I never no. want to exercise with people. No. I know. People will be like, do you want to go oh. for a run? And I was like, sure, alone when I feel yeah, like Yeah, I'll it. tell you about it later. Yeah. And when I'm yeah. done. Um, sometimes you can, uh, get a workout just by trying to catch a train. Okay. We're getting back to this. There we go. (laughs) So, yeah. Are you talking about Starlight Express? We are talking about Starlight Express, which is today's Uh, topic. Infamous musical. Eliza, why do you know that? Um, I saw it when I was a kid. It was maybe the, I think the, the first big musical I ever saw uh, in the West End in London. And I was like, hold the phone. What <laughs> the fuck is happening? This is everything all at once. Tell me more. Uh, that it, was your first musical that was my experience? First one. Yeah. Oh which my is, God. Which is why I love it. I think if I had seen anything else before that, <laughs> I would have been like, hold on, this is bad. But I was like, wow, they're on roller skates. They're kind of like sexy robots. Uh, they're singing. There's a lot of different genres happening. Um, yeah, and, the, and they, had, they would build out the uh, theater. I mean, they did this in London, and I think they did it in uh, New York once they brought it over, to have ramps going out over the audience, even over the balcony and the mezzanine. So they're like skating around right in front of you. And once they did it, when they started doing it in Germany, which was the longest running production, um, they eventually switched to rollerblades, and they added sparks onto the wheels. So when the trains are roller skating around, there's like sparks coming off the back of the wheels. This is an exciting show, you know? And if you're like 10 years old, you got no complaints. No. If you're Steve Slaga and 35, you have no complaints. That sounds like <laughs> all I want. If the songs oh. are catchy and they're rollerblading with sparks, ooh, and I maybe mean, there's not even any ballads, it sounds like my perfect show. <laughs> no, there are some ballads, yeah. but uh, it is Andrew Lloyd Webber, so of course they're catchy. They're, th- that's the one thing that he can do is catchy. Um, then he doesn't always do it. As no. I think everybody knows more about now because of cats. Here's the thing with cats, <laughs> with the cats movie. I'm the whole, all of the like freak out fascination with it. Uh, I still have not seen it, by the way. Uh, I, mean, I, I just the, watched the it. The stage show. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I, I'm, I'm speaking from a place of real ignorance. I do not understand. Like, I'm like, is this show, is this movie way, way worse than the show? Or 
did people really just not know what Cats the show was? Because I think every time all- I hear- Every time someone's like, oh my God, this movie, and starts explaining it to me, I'm like, yeah, that's that's Cats. That's what it's always been. It's bonkers. Yeah, I think yeah. it's a little column A and a little column B, because I did see the movie in theaters, the, uh, what are we calling it? The Hooper Cut. Mm. Like, I saw it, like, right before it came out in a special screening, and... Wow. I was in a room full of people who did not know how to react. And so I assume maybe 10, 15% of those people knew or had seen cats. I think the, uh, the rest of them had no idea what it was. Uh, so it wasn't till like the very end that they finally started to let loose and actually embrace how insane it is. There's just a lot of stunned silence. That's the thing. That's, and I, and I think that it's part of what, um, the, the misconception about musicals in general. I think people, uh, people who don't know musicals or like them saw, a sh- they saw like Oklahoma and maybe one of those shows at a theme park and they assume that that's what people are talking about all the time. They're like, that's what you like? The Country Bears Jamboree? Yuck. <laughs> and it's like, no, no, this stuff is insane. This is, uh, it's a weird alley where they're picking the Jesus cat or there's like a strange pit where all of the great assassins of U.S. history are chilling out and comparing <laughs> notes. Like, there, musicals can and often are, can be and often are very, very avant-garde, even ones about children's toys like Starlight Express. Yes. Because it's, it's also, I mean, so I am very glad that I saw the, the original West End That's product. incredible. Yeah. People must ask I mean, you all the time. <laughs> Maybe not all the time, but yeah. I feel like you must answer that question often. Or like people must, um, people, who, people who know about it must be like, oh my God, oh my God That's I why need it to takes know. Me, it's why it takes me so long in the grocery store these days. And you know, everybody's waiting <laughs> in lines anyway. And I'm like, oh, please stop asking me questions about seeing the original <laughs> West End cast of Starlight Express. Yes, I did. Get over it. <laughs> Some <sighs> little girl with a big toy train set. Will you sign it? I didn't make it. I just saw it. I just saw it, guys. I just saw it. I was just a kid like you. Um, yeah, which ran for eight years, the original production. Um, but so that had... So first of all, it, there was a big racial element, which I think is wild. Because why are we trying to tackle that with trains um and i love when that they, that's the first inc- place you're starting with this show <laughs> make them not oh. make them not humans and then we'll okay. talk about race <laughs> yeah okay so so okay the, just the, the the overall uh, you're right nadia uh, the the overall um plot of this in much the same way that cats the plot is not the point it's right nobody cares about the plot everybody when who saw cats was like wait a minute that's what it's about shut up that's not it it's based on a bunch of it's about nothing it it literally is poetry that's what andrew lord weber said he's like this is a show you believe you're watching this yeah that's what it's about it's It's about about, are you turned on yet by rum tum tigger and if not why not Uh, yes he is the horniest of the cats jason derulo is perfect casting yeah he was great who else it was an accent slips guess. in and out, and it's a thing of beauty. I mean, when I saw that, that's when I was like, all right, I got faith in this movie. Um, <laughs> but, okay, so this is about a, uh, it's a, it's about a little kid who's playing with their trains. So there's a voiceover through the whole thing of a little kid who, when I was a kid, I thought it was just a lady, which maybe it is, going um, like, uh, race time, race time, five minutes to race. 
trains, start your engines and shit like that. But the actual trains, you don't see the, the kid. You just hear that stuff. The trains are um, people on roller skates who are either playing passenger cars, um, freight cars, or engines. And the engines are racing, and they each, each engine has to have one car that they're pulling. So it's, they're, they're all kind of like trying to figure out, hey, who, who's going to race with who? And there's this steam train. So you got a diesel train. You got, um, I guess the diesel train is also English too, because after the diesel train and the steam train and the electric train, you start, they start just being different nationalities. Like there's an Italian train and a German train and a super fast Japanese train. And, um, they're all uh, they're all deciding which car is going to race with them, and then there's there these sexy girls who are passenger trains, and they are they're like sexy cartoon robots. Like <laughs> if you imagine in your head, okay, what's a sexy robot lady? That's what they look like. Um, but they also have uh, they're attached to their different themes, which in the original production were it was um, Dinah the dining car, <laughs> Buffy. The buffet car, which, why do we have a dining car and a buffet car? I never understood that. Ashley, the smoking car, who, like, Ashley fucks. Like, she's yeah. great. Is she, um, is she so hot? Oh, no, she's gross. Oh, okay. Her, so they each have a verse in their song introducing who they are. And she, her verse is, my name's Ashley. I'm the smoking <laughs> car. I tried to quit that habit, but my insides used to talk. I know if I don't give up, I might choke or have a stroke. That scares me. And when I'm scared, boy, I need a smoke. Um, and it's okay, scary. so a different kind of smoking car. <laughs> Yes. I thought, like, damn, she's smoking. No, that car is Pearl, <laughs> the observation car. But one of the things that has always confused me, especially as a kid, is that her introduction verse is, my name's Pearl, I'm a brand new girl, my spring still bounce, my fans still work, ain't gonna smoke, ain't gonna drink, what are you gonna do? What do you think? What, <laughs> what are you gonna do? What are you, what think, are you talking about? I what think you, she might be, I think she's gonna fuck too. <laughs> Right? But she's not the sleeping car. Do you meet a sleeping car later on in the show? She's an observation car. But it's very... Like, I don't know why they put so much, so much innuendo in something that has nowhere to go. Um, especially, once again, something for children. But again, not for children. Much like cats. Um, so, uh, oh, there's this... So there's the diesel train. There's an electric... Well, you meet the electric train later. There's all these cool, fast trains. And then there's this... Um, steam train named Rusty, and he's the aw shucks, like I can do it guy. Get her done. Well, but Rusty is the only black train we have seen to this point. Uh, okay, everybody else is white, and so that's the other big differentiation. And then you meet the other his like crowd, which are a, which is one other steam engine. And the sleeping car and like a few box cars and all of them are black and they hang out in their own train yard and talk about like how they've got their own thing going and people don't get them and stuff like it's fully just that stuff is about race, which is what I was talking about. Like, why are we tackling this with uh, with trains? It definitely isn't going to be the metaphor that like 
com- checks all the boxes and makes us all go like, oh, wow, we get it now. Well, we the, train, it. the trains are racing, so we're already typing the word race. Uh, race. Let's about race. Racing. I guess that race time, race time been, that is uh, yeah. what it's all about. I was writing about that race and I thought maybe we should tackle race. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I look, look, Mr. Sir Weber, I wrote you a check for a show about race, uh, race war. And this is the wrong kind. Add um, an element in. Speaking of the uh, the race element and uh, paying somebody to write a show, uh, it says that according to Andrew Lloyd Webber, Starlight Express has its root in three abandoned projects, an animated TV series based on Thomas the Tank Engine, a novelty pop single, and an animated film based on Cinderella. So I wonder which one of those three things that came together for Starlight Express was supposed to be the, the racial undertones. I think that was I think that was added later because all of those are kids thing. Well, yeah. except for the pop pop song, but the other two are kids thing. So I think it was also an element of them being like, "Hey, let's add some gravity." Yeah. To make this <laughs> something that isn't just like a children's show. This is something that everyone can dig into because there's also uh, a bisexual train. That's what the car? electric train. Okay. So he shows up and he's got like this mohawk and he's, he's freaking everybody out instantly. Like, and he has his friends also who are like the, the, the uh, passenger cars and whatever, like box cars or whatever that go with these trains. There's no reason from the rules that they've made up for this world that they need to fit with them and have the same kind of shit going on, but they do. Um, so the electric train has his own passenger trains and they're all just like trying to freak you out. Like, um, what are those kids? You know, that video that's like, like they're like half goth, half rave kids and they're dancing. That's a gif. Okay. It's like that. Oh yeah. Like those kind of people, like, are we freaking you out? Whoa. Kind of thing. Um, and his song is ACDC. Um, and it's about, it's like ACDC, it's okay by me. I can switch and change my frequency, which is like, are you talking about electricity? Or are you talking about fucking? And also that is the song that plays the first time my phone connects to my Bluetooth in my car every si- single time I get in my car. So, <laughs> we all have that. We all every have time one I'm of driving those. anywhere, my car is like, ACDC, it's okay by me. Um, which is... Not Mine's an instrumental of Soul Bossa Nova, the Austin Powers song. I think yeah. mine is A-Punk by Vampire Weekend because it is just the first song on the playlist that is an A. And it, every time it's like, I've heard the opening chorus of that song, I think more times than I've heard anything else at this point in my life. And I hate it. Yeah, there is a, uh, I mentioned something about it on online one time and I was like, the worst song from Starlight Express plays every time I get in my car and all these people are like, there's this guy who made a track that you can add to your iTunes and it's just like silence and it's called like A-A-A-A-A, you should do it. And then some other people were like, the worst track from Starlight Express, do you mean the rap? And I was like, oh no, I guess it's the second worst <laughs> song from Starlight Express. Because <laughs> there's also a very slow written by an British white dude rap that like kind of like sums up where we're at in the story so far that's like hey so Rusty is doing a thing you know it yeah everything like it's just real bad and slow and they changed that in subsequent versions and made it a lot more like hey party people but I like the weird 1980s version better Um, yeah this whole so bizarre this entire musical has basically been one 30 
pl- a year plus workshop because it's changed so many times, like yes. way more than any other show. Lots of shows, uh, stuff gets updated here and there, or suddenly, oh, that song that wasn't in the original that we were going to put in, now we've decided to put in, in a revival, that kind of thing. This was just gone through ups and downs, ups and downs, as they've like taken shit out, put shit back in. It's I, As I was reading about it, I was like, this is wild. I didn't realize how many additional songs been added in various incarnations, like 10 is- other songs. It is not a timeless show, I think, is the <laughs> core problem. So they keep being like, okay, how can we bring it into the now? Yeah. Beat that rap. Um, yeah, when they brought it to uh, New York, they took out the racial element by making Pearl, who is the... So like this, the racial story also is that uh, Rusty... The, the people that they pick to race with them, they're either fast cars or who they are in love with slash want to fuck. And um, Rusty is in love with Pearl. And she had promised that she would race with him before. And now she's saying no. And Pearl is white. Um, and when he's like, why won't you race with me? She's like, come on, Rusty. You know why. You know. And it's like, why? What? Huh? Um, and then it's sort of like it's heavily implied in a lot of different ways in a few different songs, like that's the way it goes. Cause then she ends up racing with Greaseball, who is their rum tum tugger, because Andrew Lloyd Webber always has a rum tum tugger figure in his shows. Mm-hmm. Some sort of greaser sexy guy. Like he's got one idea of what sexy is, and he just runs with it every time. It's Elvis on a motorcycle. <laughs> um and uh but Oh, there's all these love triangles. Cause like, so Greaseball is the, the mean dude. He's kind of the bully. And he's like, fuck off, Rusty. There's no way you're going to win this shit. And Rusty's like, I will with Pearl. And he's like, oh, would you say? You said you like Pearl? Well, fuck that then. I'm getting Pearl. But the whole time, Dinah is like, what? You've been my boyfriend for years. I am your girlfriend. And he's like, oh, yeah, not anymore, Dinah. You're dumped. And so then she sings a song called U-N-C-O-U-P-L-E-D which is clearly some sort of weird parody of D-I-V-O-R-C-E. Do you guys know either of these songs? Uh, I do. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, oh, oh, it's not, it's not Tanya Tucker. Uh, is it, I but don't I know, know. It, is it Loretta Lynn? No. Tammy Wynette. Tammy, Tammy Wynette. Yeah, it was one of the heavy hitters. Oh, gosh. Um, Yes. So she does this U-N-C-O-U-P-L-E-D song, uh, this country song, once again written by a British man. Um, That's also too many letters of a word to like do that with. Like you had to say it several times before I like, I can put the letters and see it. Yeah. Oh, but it pays off at the end. Cause (laughs) like the last line is uh, you'll come crawling back someday. You'll come crawling back someday and I'll turn to you and say, go away. You B A S T A R D. And again, when you're 10 years old, you're like, Oh shit. She just spelled <laughs> bastard. <laughs> Get him. Get yeah. him straight. Exactly. Um, and, but oh, there's also, um, the, uh, uh, caboose who is in, who's like, uh, Greaseball's best friend who's going to like help fix the race and make sure Greaseball wins. Obviously, all of this is before this weird electric train shows up and throws everything up in the air. Um, but the caboose is also in love with Dinah. So he sees how badly his best friend is treating his girlfriend, but he's never like, hey, man, you shouldn't be like that. He's just like, 
too bad. I love her. And he has a really sweet song that as an adult, I've realized is just about parents loving children. Um, it's called um, uh, There's Me. Like may not be the one you want to see, but if you need someone who's there, that's just, uh, but if you need some, uh, someone, just look behind and there you'll find There's Me. It's like this whole like, yeah, I'm not the exciting person or your romantic person or your big dreams, but I'm always going to be there kind of like explaining parental love, I think, which is a sweet little song. And then they, there's also a song with the caboose and um, Greaseball called One Rock and Roll Too Many, which is a fun um, uh, old rocker song. One rock and roll too many, one night sleep too few, too much ring and that bell takes its toll out of you. I mean, this, honestly, my memory of the show is it lasting about like four years from start to finish. Like, I feel like I sat down in that chair and four years later, I was like, I'm an adult now. I have grown. There's so many races in it. I they just race and race and race and there are winners to them. And then they're like, okay, in the next heat. And it's like, what for? Oh, oh, and for all of it, they're like, we don't know who the best train is going to be, but we do know who the best train of all time was. And that was the Starlight Express. And then some people are like, Starlight Express isn't real. And other people are like, yeah, it is. And so it's this whole God thing. And then big spoiler, turns out Rusty is the Starlight Express. What? Yes. And... Pearl went a long time ago. One time she was in a train yard and way off saw a steam train and it whistled at her. And she instantly was in love and was like, I want to be with a steam train. I want to be with that steam train. Turns out that was rusty too. Oh. So what the I fuck? Mean, only in the world of Andrew Lloyd Webber, really. Yeah. Uh, is like a deus ex machina, 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 machina. <laughs> somebody, yeah. somebody once said an Andrew Lloyd Webber show is the musical equivalent of a Jackson Pollock painting where it's just just <laughs> 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 everything <laughs> everything I uh, I would make it more like like his early work or maybe a de Kuntz thing where you're like there's also a big um, cartoonish element to yeah. this or de Kooning thing um, where you're like okay I see it's a big fat lady with boobies yeah. But also a lot of stuff all over the place. And also God is there for some reason. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Going to take really big topics and tackle them totally insufficiently. Yeah. But in a way that is that leaves such a big question mark, I find it kind of fascinating. I mean, I, if I was that bold to make those choices, it's, it's admirable. I love... I love- and I think you might enjoy the Cats movie if you, if you ever do watch it, because what I loved is the earnestness. Because what I didn't think about is nobody in Cats, the movie, knew what they were going to look like in the movie. So they gave performances and got into it in a way that somebody thinking they were in capable hands would. So you see... Jennifer Hudson performing her heart out because she didn't know she was going to look like a, once a again, Sesame Street character. That's the original show, too, even though they did know exactly what they looked like because they put that makeup on themselves. <laughs> that, that's true. That's yeah. very we, fair. And that ran, like, so long. It was, I mean, when it closed, it was the longest-running yeah. musical. And it was, like... It, it, I mean, think about that. It's, it's pretty much the same movie. That movie that flopped was the most popular musical. And 
Betty Buckley, who was the original New York um, Grizabella, uh, she at one point stopped, wanted to stop wearing her makeup. She was like, I don't think I need this makeup. I think the audience understands that I'm a cat and they want to see my full emotion. Like that's how she was so earnest. She was like, I have, I have risen above the makeup. I have transcended it. Like they were all doing that. And they're all like crawling around and being sexy in the audience. Like if that was conceptualized now, or maybe even that maybe by anybody else, it would have been a bunch of people in like mascot style costumes being like, I'm a kitty cat and I like to play with mice. Yeah, it would have been uh, uh, the Sanrio land that exists in Japan, where it's just like lots and lots of musical numbers, but they're all dressed as Sanrio characters. Uh, And instead, it's like, no, 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 no. These cats have sex a lot in front of you and your children. And we're going to get into the audience and show you by grinding in your face. The the idea of cats existing as a show is already insane. Because when you look at... Andrew Lloyd Webber's, uh, not discography, what's the word for it? It's just the shows that ooh, he's created. Repertoire. Ooh, his, oh, I like ooh. Yes. He, uh, I mean, you got Joseph and Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, Jesus Christ Superstar, Evita. So it's like, okay, pretty back Tim to Rice, back. Tim Rice, Tim Rice, Tim yeah. Rice. Yeah, and then Cats happens, and Tim Rice is like, I'm out. Uh, I'm out, bye-bye. <laughs> and then, <laughs> uh, what is a Song and Dance comes next? Also not... Uh, I don't think Tim was involved yep. in that either. Then not. comes Starlight Express, and then it just like falls off. It like doesn't. He doesn't really get a hit again until uh, Phantom of the Opera. But that's the thing is Starlight Express ran for eight years. You think this thing would have closed in a hundred days or less? It did not. Oh, that's just one of the productions. Yeah, because they closed it down and then they reopened it like four years later in London. I believe it was four years later. And in Germany, it's just been running straight for, I don't know, 30 years. Yeah, yeah. it's Germany since uh, 88. Yeah, 30 years. 32? Yeah. Well, There's an entire math. theater built for it yes. in Germany. Which, as I said, makes sense because of all the ramps and everything. And I mean, that's something. I don't. I don't see what's holding us back besides maybe a lot of leg breaking from having more of that. Um, yeah, you know, some roller skating. Some. I mean, Xanadu was on roller skates. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Little Mermaid. Sk- Weren't they skating in Little Mermaid? Yeah, but no, they're, they're like heelys, right? Yeah, exactly. And they're not admitting to it. They're like, we're swimming. Like, <laughs> come on. You're on wheels. Let's all enjoy the fact that you're on wheels, not suspend yeah. the disbelief that you're dancing on skates. You're skating Why don't you on just shoes. Suspend like. that disbelief. That's impressive. Yeah. Uh, I mean, one of the things that I think people who do know anything about Starlight Express is they know, oh, that's the musical with the roller skates. Mm-hmm. And they may or may not know just how many injuries have been involved. And why they had to keep shutting down and restarting is because of how many times people have gotten hurt in this show. I mean, I can't, having seen it, I can't. I, I'm shocked that people weren't mortally wounded in every single production every night. Yeah, like, I mean, they're, they're skating fast. As I said, these are races. It's not just like <laughs> skating around. You're racing around on elevated tracks on quad skates. Some and and by the way, the one in front would, would be skating, and the one behind would just be holding onto loops on the back of the person who's skating, crouching and being dragged around. So like around every corner, they're just like it's like the last car on a roller coaster. You guys both look stunned. It's like crack the whip. 
I'm just yeah, in front of a thousand people. Yeah, you know what it is. Yeah. I'm picturing uh, Spider-Man turn off the dark and oh. how mm-hmm. up in an uproar everybody got about that. And all I could think of at the time is nobody said this about Starlight Express. Yeah, because like, people aren't fun now. No one wants to take it. <laughs> no one. Everybody's like, well, we're sure it worked because Mary Poppins was a fun movie, and we know yeah. what it'll look like, and we'll go to that. Like. Make some weird shit. Yes. I can't yeah. believe the scale on which this weird shit was made is beautiful to me. I agree. I, I did a podcast. I mean, I, I just fucking love a big swing. I love a big swing. I, I did a oh, yes, same. last week about um, Mother, or I should say Mother. The oh, movie. yes. At the, the Darren Aronofsky point. film. Yes. Uh, and uh, the so the, the hosts were a little upset with me for having picked that movie, even though one of the hosts really picked it because she knew that I liked it. And she was like, will you come on and talk about this? So they had to watch it and they were like, that movie was so terrible. And I was like, this movie is fascinating. Can you believe they made this? Can you believe how much money was spent on it? Can you yes. believe this amazing cast? Michelle Pfeiffer, Ed Harris, Jennifer Lawrence, Kristen Wiig. Like, yeah. this is crazy. Yeah, Make to basically do like that. two hours of a student film. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. I mean, and honestly... That's what I miss about the 80s. I feel mm-hmm. like there was a lot of art in the 80s that was like, we're going to try this thing. Uh, oh, my friend, she just like wrote a poem and shoved it up her vagina and we're going to go watch her pull it out. That sounds bad. It might be. Yeah. That's, yeah, it's so, this, that's Karen Finley's career. It's <laughs> this beautiful intersection between intense vulnerability and cocaine. <laughs> and, like, <Yeah. laughs> and like people with all of their feelings and then also a shit ton of cocaine. And it, it makes for some weird ass wonderful shit that doesn't exist anymore because everything's been corporatized. Uh, mm-hmm. I think Broadway is one of the few places where this kind of stuff still can maybe kind of happen. But even then, like, what's the biggest success of the last five years? Hamilton, right? And like, mm-hmm. even that is like, we're taking a story that people have maybe kind of heard already in a history class and we dressed it up a little bit different. And it's not necessarily doing, it's not reinventing the wheel or anything. It's just taking like, it's doing the I, Austin Cleon thing of let's take well, 14 think, things and put them into something new. I think what was, what made it so successful was how different it was like if right. they had done if, if it hadn't been rap, if it had been yeah. traditional like white people casting, yeah, um, all, uh, then it wouldn't have been. I, I mean, I don't. I think a good example is Spring Awakening, which I thought was not good. Spring Awakening is garbage. It's garbage. Hot it's very garbage. garbage. But people were like, "Ooh, a different thing." No. And, Fun uh, no. home is way better as a different thing. Spring Awakening sure. is. But I'm uh, saying that there is there is some sort of um, intri- Like there, I think that that we are the audience is not given the opportunity to see and like odd different things. Yeah. Like I thought, uh, I'll be honest. I thought Spring Awakening was garbage. I thought Hades Town was garbage. Ooh, everybody, I didn't get to see, see it, but uh, everybody I'll, loves Hades Town. Yeah. I felt like I was, I felt like I was in the middle of a theater full of people on drugs. <laughs> like I was like, "What are you guys? Re- this is good enough for you? Okay." Everybody in it, by the way, did a wonderful job. Really great performances. But the overall thing, I'm like, "That's enough." That's every time enough I've, for- every time I've tried to listen to the soundtrack, I'm just like, "What is this Mumford and Sons concert?" See, see. 
It's not easy to listen to. And it's not <laughs> like, there's nothing wrong with having something be pleasant. Like, I mean, I'm not sitting around listening to Starlight Express. I'm not like, like Starlight Express. But I don't know. I just, I, but I do have to say, I like that there's a big swing. And yeah. There's risk uh, involved, and with risk comes the possibility of failure. Uh, yes. And all of Andrew Lloyd's Webber work has this. I mean, the ones that I named earlier were some of the hits, but like all of those could have potentially failed. Phantom of the Opera like shouldn't really work, but it kind of like does. Two songs over and over and over. Yeah. That's, <laughs> and then that's Love Never Dies is just the one song. <laughs> oh man, Love Never Dies is the worst thing I have ever seen. Um, it I is almost so went. It was here, and I almost went out of <gasps> the s- same curiosity of. Starlight Express and, and Big Swings when I found out because I knew there was a sequel but when I saw the poster I got curious I was like does this is this set are we at a carnival now and when I found out that the sequel to Phantom of the Opera takes place at Coney Island yes and there are there is the freak <laughs> show chorus yeah which, uh-huh. like you made like a, a different show oh we, oh it's it's so much more than that first of all yes it ha- takes place at Coney Island, but also, okay, spoiler for um, uh, uh, Phantom of the Opera, he rapes her in Phantom of the Opera. Like, she, he, like, steals her away, and I believe, does he drug her, or whatever, she's passed out, and, uh, and, and he rapes her. In Love Never Dies, he comes back, and she's like, oh my god, my love, and he's like, yeah, I know, I love you too, remember our awesome night, and she's like, I do, and I'm like, no, none of that, what she wouldn't remember and also she did not love him her whole thing was that she was like i want to be able to sing but i but you're a monster and so that's weird where they totally rewrite the history um she has a kid big surprise turns out it's his baby what which is stupid um and his he, he he his mask comes off and i guess there's like a wig with the mask whatever you see parts of his brain and that's pretty choice um once he starts falling apart and you're like oh my god is that little brain bits showing through that's pretty neat so yeah it's a really bad show yeah i mean i think sometimes like sometimes you can do some retconning in a musical sequel mama mia here we go again made some pretty big changes but uh, but, but it wasn't too, just defining too, rape as romantic sex. Absolutely. It, real, yeah. Oops. Let's no, yeah. That that's silly. that's not that's not excusable. If you wanna if you wanna decide that actually grandma is share, surprise, that's fine. Yeah. I'll take a I'll take a grandma is share. But yeah, yeah there there's sometimes that you can remember how much it. you love it when I drugged you and had yeah. my way with your body. Yeah. Ugh. Wrong. Uh, no, don't do that. Um Anyway, what were we talking about? Starlight Express. <laughs> Speaking of Starlight Express, and uh, this time consensual sexiness, uh, and not the whole uh, date raping thing that he did. Uh, let's talk about who is the sexiest train. Uh, we've talked a little bit about each of these trains and their character and kind of what their deal is. But uh, if you had to pick the sexiest train, who do you think it would be? I mean, I hate to say it, but it would be Greaseball. That's the mean one. Yeah, All he's right. hot. He's he's the Danny Zuko. <laughs> he's like 
He's got a muscle tee. He's like, what's up, nerds? And you didn't say who would be good to have a relationship with. <laughs> you were, this is not marry. This is not kill. You said That's fair. You said fuck. And so, not, so not Electra, our bisexual gender fluid. No, because they, the they, they do the bisexual thing in a way where it like makes him asexual, mm. like, which I think was also kind of an 80s thing where it was like, I fuck everything, which I'm just going to, we're just going to make it feel like that. I fuck nothing. Yeah. Um, Volta. Who's Volta? Volta is the, uh, uh, the freezer truck. <laughs> well, I'm looking at Volta. And switches genders between numerous productions. So ah. who's to say? Uh, okay. Kind of a goth ice queen, if you will. Oh, I, maybe she was like uh, uh, downplayed in my in the production I saw. Yeah, a little. Made, it looks like a. I would say in the images I'm looking at, think of a sexy Mister Freeze cosplay. <laughs> okay, no, then. <laughs> I mean, Pearl is supposed to be hot, but that's like, I don't know. You don't. Uh, it's just an obvious choice. It's like yeah. they're, they're 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 pandering. It's like soft serve. Yeah. Um. What about Jules? Jules? That's the dynamite truck with an explosive temper. Oh, see, got a, kind of like a, a, a Gaultier style costume with danger across their chest, kind of a BDSM situation. Okay. Sure. Yeah. That's I mean, exactly the, that's exactly the attitude that we should have when we're trying to rank <laughs> the sexiest trains. Okay. Sure. <laughs> I mean, no, it's true though, because I mean, uh, it's an insane thing that I came across where I was like, why are we ranking which train is sexiest? Oh, okay. So Volta and Jewel, I'm, I'm looking at no, those are Electra's components. So remember, okay. like I said, that each of the engines has like their people yeah. too. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. I do remember them. They're, they're, they're like 80s, like, um, like flare punk, electric, uh, like electro punk sort of things. Yeah. Sort of looks. Which like, eh, sure. But again, I, I think they were scared of making them too sexual. Um, whereas the rolling stock, which were the, the, the diesel train and the box cars, they were, they're pretty hot. I mean, you're going to be hot because you're on roller skates every night for eight shows a week. You're going to yeah. build up some pretty decent abs. Bell, the sleeping car was basically like an old hooker and <laughs> She, and her, she, that character got cut when it came to America. Um, and her song, I can't, well, let me see if I can find her song. Cause it was, as I remember it, pretty like, you know, old hooker song. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. I'm Bell, the sleeping car. Doesn't matter who you are. Just climb aboard to lie with me. And when you wake, I'll make you tea. A Pullman car when I was made. I went down for the seaside trade. I'm peeling now. The light's too bright. I wear dark glasses day and night. I had crystal lamps, Irish linen. It set off my red velvet dress. Those who rode on me compared me to the Orient Express. That was excessive. But now climb aboard, undress. Don't wait for me to whisper yes. Don't say goodnight. Just hit the light. And worst of all, turn over and go straight to sleep. So she's a 
an old whore that people just don't even fuck anymore. They just this sleep. Is, you know when we say a hat on a hat? This is like 14 <laughs> hats all yes! piled up on top of each other. Yes! And then on top of that is, is like, a, like a Homer Simpson's nacho hat that he gets in the stadium yeah. where he breaks then- off a chip and dips it in cheese. And then underneath all of them, the, like you take them off one by one, and then the last one, it, there's just one hat, and then it lifts up, and it's a little bird wearing a hat underneath it. Who's like, eh, I don't know, I like hats. <laughs> it's just, it's endless. There's so much shit happening in the show. My God, um, mm-hmm. the costumes. So we we touched a little bit these weird like mixed media steampunk robots from the future, and they're all rollerblading. Mm-hmm. Um, at the I would also say very, very Barbie doll ish. Yeah, I'll I'll say this. I'll say that like Broadway costuming is meant to look a certain way because you got to the cheap seats got to be able to see you paint for uh, the back row. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've done it. I've done it for good shows and I've done it for some real stinkers. And boy, was I glad with those stinkers! I didn't pay for more. Uh, the prom. Oh no, Sorry. I said paint for the back row, not pay for the back row. Oh my bad. Treat All yourself, right. Nadia. Go, go big sometimes. Don't Not go to the, to the prom. Just, just TKT asset. Buy a yeah. solo ticket. You that's can sit what, in the middle of the uh, orchestra. That's what I do. I, I go like day of. I'm like, oh, I'm in New York mm-hmm. on a Sunday. I'll go to a mm-hmm. matinee. Treat myself. That's and my job, I ass took myself to the prom instead of Oklahoma with Ali Stoker because they didn't have any tickets. <laughs> and I'm a oh, fucking boy. moron. They, they, they made that into a movie, right? Yeah, They're Ryan Murphy's to, making it into a movie. Yeah, it's not. And uh, once again, Meryl Streep is going to be in a musical. And I don't think that you, there are a lot of different ways to be able to sing. I mean, um, Send in the Clowns was written for, oh man, what, now I'm blanking on her name. The original woman who sang it, who oh, was yeah, also yeah, in yeah. Mary Poppins. But uh, the other one I was thinking of was, oh, uh, Ladies Who Lunch, which is what Meryl just sang at this Sondheim 90th mm-hmm. or 70th. Mm-hmm. birthday whatever yeah which um, is written for elaine stritch who you know her yeah voice which is also a little better but not amazing but it's it's about i mean if songs and musicals are about getting emotion across within a story then i don't think you have to have a perfect wonderful trained voice to get that emotion across no. i think she can she can do that i think she's good at that i'm mad that people keep casting her in roles that require more range and right. I say in this roles is that Bernadette Peters should be playing instead. Yeah, exactly. Hey, nobody um, here did not say that Meryl Streep isn't extremely talented. Wonderful. But true. there are lots of roles and maybe sometimes other people can have them. Mm-hmm, that's not, mm-hmm. that's not saying anything negative about anybody. Just mm-hmm. some roles are good <laughs> for certain people who possess different attributes. I'm not even going to say skills. Like Daniel Day-Lewis. You're, exactly. you're saying put Daniel Day-Lewis in half of her roles. Yes. Yes. Because more just, funny voices should be out there. Yeah. I'd like to see him in adaptation. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, everybody's Meryl pull, right? We always go to adaptation. I actually, uh, Death Becomes Her, it was one of the movies that I, I watched in this, uh, this quarantine movie fest I'm having here. It's a great movie. It's a great it movie. Um, it holds up. Death Becomes Her was the first, um, like, huge like crisis uh concerning mortality i ever had when at the very end i remember seeing on a tv at the very end when they're all like when they break apart and she's like do you remember where you parked the car i remember seeing that and just freaking out and being like 
they have to be heads forever. And it fucked my mind. The idea of these poor, helpless women whose bodies were broken apart and now all they could do was be heads. What happens when their heads break apart? It fucked me up. I had to think, when I was a kid, you know, like, or when I was a kid, I never had cable. So like on Sunday afternoons is when they would show just the, the like worst yeah. worth filling time kind of movies. Mm-hmm. And I saw a bunch of like fucked up movies then and no one would be paying attention to what I was doing because it was Sunday afternoon. So yeah. what kind of trouble did you get to get into? And I, I saw The Incredible Shrinking Woman and I don't remember much about this movie. It is a comedy apparently starring uh, uh, Lily Tomlin. Um, but it at one point she shrinks down and is like in the sink. And I believe there's soap there too or something and that i fucking lost my shit i was like when shit goes down the sink it disappears forever (laughs) it's gone (laughs) oh my god (laughs) what would become of a person after they they're just gone they're just gone forever and really it it, i still have there's like some seed rattling around the back of my brain about that image of teeny tiny lily tomlin that's so true the drain is a void (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> never, never mind that like a sink things don't come has, back from that it has a curve so if you drop something down you can easily get hey, it man, you didn't know that you have a sink I have a sink we both know how it works <laughs> okay. it goes down it's gone it's gone uh, so here's the thing about Starlight Express uh, <laughs> how does it end because oh. It ends with, okay, so I remember this because I also used to listen to the, uh, um, the original cast recording to go to sleep every night on a small uh, cassette tape player. Um, it's it's uh, Rusty. So Rusty has his like father figure. I don't know if he's actually his father because they're trains. And so I don't know if there's like a birth thing happening, but um, has been telling him about the starlight and Rusty realize, finds out like he is the Starlight Express. And he is the trained messiah that will save all of them. So really, like, who wins races is not what's important. What's important is that the Starlight Express is there among them. But this is Does this thing help? where this kid... Well, but no, but here's the thing. This kid who's been, uh, you know, acting as... I think his name is Control. That's, like, the character. Yeah. This little kid, he's basically been control. having a Saint... Control. He's been having a Saint Elsewhere dream. Like, we're seeing his dream. We're seeing a little boy's dream. So to end this thing on basically the, the, after these races, the trains are like, we're not going to race anymore. We're going to rebel against this child's dream. Uh, hmm. I just question it. I just question that. Okay, choice. Nadia, Nadia, if uh-huh. you want to, yes, we're talking, we're talking about cats. We're talking about enjoying big, bold choices. That's and true. I find myself while I'm watching a lot of insane things on YouTube and, and, television i find myself i think it helps when you're watching something and you have a nagging question if that nagging question is going to um negatively affect your experience fuck it don't wonder anymore <laughs> like i'm i'm re-watching lost and i am loving oh. it because i'm just like oh are they ever going to answer that you know what fuck it who cares yeah <laughs> the answer is so absolutely better. not absolutely they will not they will fuck with you until the very very end I mean, the, it, it's, it's okay. The, I mean, the real answer is there are a couple plot holes. 
um, things that were there in earlier drafts that are no longer necessary and mm-hmm. get kind of glossed over. And one of them is that they, that it's, these are a child's trains. Because yeah. once you have, like, like it, it isn't set up to look like a child's play box or toy box or anything. And as I said, you have trains from all over the world competing in this race. And you have, like, the electric train who shows up and wasn't there before. And the... Uh, so, so, so the fact that it's a little kid is like never really a big deal. It's never mentioned. I think you have to know it to know it. As mm-hmm. far as I can recall, they don't talk about, oh, this is a little kid. Um, That's and so strange. I love giant hands. Yeah, down right? Them. If there was like a bonk, bonk. Yes. Yeah, that would be great. That would, yeah. In cats, they would do it. I'm yeah. shocked they didn't. Why didn't they ever pick up a cat? Um, <laughs> but, the, the, the end of cats is just a giant hand <laughs> picking up one, being like, I'll take the back this. Of its neck. <laughs> <laughs> um, the heaviside layer is hands. Yeah, well, especially like, hands. That's the, the, the heaviside layer. Yeah. You get to sit on the bed. <laughs> I mean, um, we love the literal hand of God plot device, so why not have yeah. a giant literal hand honestly shocking given how literal andrew lloyd weber can be that we have not had giant hands in any of his productions that well, i can let's think not of. lay it all at the feet of andrew lloyd weber because a lot of these are it's also cameron mcintosh stuff that's like, true I, I meant to say that earlier with the um the whole uh, uh phantom of the opera like yes phantom of the opera was a success because the chandelier and the chandelier was cameron mcintosh Apparently, Andrew Lloyd Webber had a clause that was like, if you do this show somewhere else, you have to do it on roller skates. Like, do <laughs> not use roller blades. But there have been iterations with mm-hmm. roller blades. So I don't know what the deal is there. I, I respect that. I much prefer a quad to a blade. Yeah. Um, but yeah, eventually there, they did have blades a, in uh, Germany. And I got to tell you, I've never been interested in seeing it on blades. I mean, all. there's something very... Um, distinctively retro and very 80s about keeping it on quad roller skates. Ooh, I just went down a little rabbit hole yesterday. Um, I found this uh, skate shop that makes quad, like you can not only buy quad skates, but if you bring them like any kind of shoe, they'll make it into a quad skate. And I was like, I got to do this. And then I was like, do I, Eliza, do I, do I? You just talked me into and out of it in that short story. Right? (laughs) Right? Where I was like, oh man. And they have all these like cool, like high top vans and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm going to get. Yeah. Cool. Like like lemon yellow high top van quad skates. Nope. Nope. That's how you break your wrist. Yes. And it's not fun to skate on streets. It's Mm. fun to skate in skating yeah. rinks yeah agreed um and you're and supposed like to, be to just like it's fun to skate at uh the only non-replica production of starlight express where it was completely redesigned by feld entertainment's on ice unit and then it <gasps> toured for three for september 1997 until october 1997 <laughs> starlight express on ice one month only See, you can't have elevated tracks with, with ice. Yeah. That would be too happy. No. no, it was flawed to begin with. But um, yeah. I appreciate them giving it a shot. And to get back to your question about the end, I mean, I think that it actually, as much as it doesn't, as it, as it has left behind the whole like child playing thing, it has absolutely absorbed the taking ideas that are way too big for this format and trying to tackle them in that like, basically the end feeling is, hey, 
we don't, they, the, the God here wants us to compete, but we have our own God, our own Starlight Express that's, in, that's this dude, but also inside all of us, and we don't need to fight anymore. We can just be here for, for the love of being trains. And they're all like, holy shit, we can. And that's kind of beautiful. You that's know? 12-step shit right there. Yeah. <laughs> Skip all of it. Go see Starlight right? Express. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, have you ever seen a touring production of it? Or is it only when you were a kid no. that you saw it? Only when I was a kid. Because by the time like I could go back and see anything, like I don't... I don't think I've ever been around touring production. I would if I if there was one coming through a town that I lived in. Um, when I lived in London after college, it, I think it was still playing there, but I did not have any money, so I didn't see it. But I do remember like going by the theater, like walking by it on the way to and from work, and just being like, "I should do that. I should see what it's like now." But also, all of the changes that I read about, I've always been like, "I don't agree with that. I don't like that." I don't need that new song. They shouldn't have taken that song out. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there are two different uh, critic reviews that are about 15 years apart. One from the Times and one from the Chicago Tribune. And, the one in the and they're both uh, similar-ish in what they wish to express. And it makes me go like, you know, maybe if you had seen a more recent version or seen it as an adult, that magic that you experienced as a child may have been completely obliterated. Because I'm the, sure it would have The New York Times Review says, uh, in a full-page program note, the composer Andrew Lloyd Webber modestly explains he conceived his new musical Starlight Express as entertainment, quote, event for children who love trains. Uh, over two numbing hours later, you may find yourself wondering exactly whose children he has in mind. See, okay, again, I'm thinking of Mother because uh, <laughs> it, Darren Aronofsky's statements about Mother that like, oh, it's about um, the Bible, but also climate change. Like, no, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> it's about dating a director. It's clearly, it's about like being a woman in Hollywood. It's yeah. about like yeah. the creative process. I feel like Andrew Lloyd Webber was like, I'm going to do this big thing and it's about all this different shit. And then it was like, uh, the only part that works is the trains. It's just about trains. Never mind. It's just about trains. Let's take yeah. out some of the other stuff. Yeah. And like, great. So if there's an autistic kid who really needed to like a musical, awesome. And there's something for him. But, oh, come on. It, come on. And we're joking. We're having of fun. Of course. Of course. Um, uh, I mean, here's the thing. That kid is going to really appreciate a lyric like just when they say fright is great or freight is great. Freight, freight is great freight. over and over and over again. Is great. Uh, and woo woo. Nobody does it like a steam train. Nobody can do it like a steam train. Ooh, ooh. Listen to the rhythm of a steam train. How is out of circulation? I had lost my motivation. Rejected and dejected that he was on the line. The atmosphere so steamy, so steamy. He okay. I don't know. It's too much that I know even that much. And to think, this is the show that took over the Gershon, where uh, Sweeney Todd was in it right beforehand. <laughs> like a high class, low class. I love it. Yeah. Oh, I'm with you, though. That's the thing. I love insane shit. I also am a big go for the swings. I was thinking of when you mentioned Mother earlier, for me, that movie is Cloud Atlas. Cloud Atlas <laughs> oh, is a yeah. crazy movie. And I, I love every second Cloud of Cloud Atlas, but I respect that take. Yeah, Absolutely. It's, yeah, it's, it's not good. 
It's all no. over the place. Wasn't Halle Berry like an old Asian man and part yeah. of that? Yeah, there's some wild ass choices, but like chef's kiss to the Wachowskis I mean, for making those trying. choices. Yeah, that's the I, thing. I'd I mean, rather see somebody truth. try. I'd <laughs> <laughs> I'd so much rather see somebody try and fail in a big, yes. big way than see like this watered down ass, let's try to please everybody, uh, yeah. Disney remake shit. Yes. Uh, yeah. And like I'd some, rather, like, I, yeah, see an artistic vision rather than like, oh, what, how can we please every single note we've ever gotten on this? You know, like, I mean, I, I remember see, hearing uh, that. Eminem's first album was it uh, Slim Shady? The, the Slim Shady LP. Yeah, um, and I had already heard that it was very bad. It was it said very bad things about women and very bad things. It was very bad and should not be listened to. Um, and I got it from Sam Goody and listened to the whole thing and was like, "This feels like art. This feels like I'm listening to art. Like I don't feel like anyone is telling me that I should agree with." anything on this it all feels like it is coming from one person's point of view as unfiltered as possible just being like here's the fucked up way that i see the world and i think that's fascinating yeah um and i don't i don't agree with it but it's cool yeah <laughs> and that's that's art guys that's also art. karen finley that's pulling what... stuff out of her vagina yeah. that's art. <laughs> starlet express was uh jane krakowski's big thing that like helped <laughs> push her up i think beyond there was a few other things that she was in beforehand but she was she played dinah in Dina? the revival um yeah, that makes sense she, she i would have cast her in national lampoon's vacation and then it was 30 rock but i think apparently tracy ellman was in the original original cast really wow supposedly i have no like i i read that on the wikipedia page because i also was like let me make sure i know what i'm talking about um and i was like that could be bullshit so i want to i want to check and find out but i i didn't yet um Wait, if anybody knows if tracy's listening it's why do you know that pod at gmail.com <laughs> <laughs> i think i i fucked this up for uh our, our broadway babies out there uh she was 18 and she originated the role of Dinah of the dining card and for some reason i thought it was in a later version that she uh that makes sense. Uh, took the role on. Um, Still who I would have cast her as. She's yeah. a real Dinah type. Yeah. It makes sense. It makes sense in the world of this thing where the yeah. trains fall in love and fuck. And well, are and she's constantly and, racing. And, and Dinah is the uh, bubbly sweet one. Um, she's, my name's Dinah. I'm the dining car. Um, no, I can't remember how that that one goes but basically she's just like wants to be friends with people and feed people and she loves greaseball and then she gets fucked over fucking greaseball but yeah, that's the thing ball. that is attractive when somebody's like yeah get out of here you're like love me more exactly yeah um if you were gonna cast starlight express movie I don't know that they're going to go for that now that we've had the fiasco, yeah. the beautiful fiasco that's cast. Yeah. But let's yeah. say five years from now, everybody's memories have been wiped. They go, you okay, know what well, we need? Content. And you know well, what we need? Content that people recognize. I, well, then I'm, I don't know if that would be Starlet Express <laughs> unless it was being released in Europe Germany. and not America. Um, I, I, well, I think it's too bad that we already blew our Taylor Swift 
casting with oh, cats. Oh, she was perfection. Can I tell Eliza, if there is one thing from cats you watch, <laughs> what, let it be Taylor Swift's McCavity. I think like, I think Taylor Swift, Nadia, you but can disagree. She, I, th- I think she got off scot-free. I think yeah. she comes out of this movie and you're like, Taylor Swift came in, she had fun, she got goofy, and she left. Because but she knew she, what she was doing. That's true. <laughs> yeah, I, I think she, she would have made, made a good Pearl or honestly, oh, yeah. now when the, the, she's getting a little bit more gravity, um, maybe a, uh, maybe a, what was it? Jewel, not Jewel, but um, what was it? Not, not yet. Um, oh, Electra? Volta. Volta, Yeah. Um, you know who should be, you know, who should be Greaseball? Hmm. Um, Alexander Skarsgård. Oh, that makes sense. Right? Yeah. 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 And when that he like up. throws Dinah aside, like you, you could see that happening. Oh yeah. Um, and then you're like, I want that, but I shouldn't. But I yes. Um, there's only two other people that I can think of that. I feel like we have to cast, which are Ashley, the smoking car and buffet, the buffet car. Okay. Buffy, they, they've got, traded in different cars for that car it doesn't have like a she's she, she doesn't have a whole lot of personality so you could throw anybody you want in. not uh, anybody well that's then, gonna be a big celebrity get that's gonna yeah. be like yeah who you, want do a, we wanna... you want a funny gal though yeah you want a gal with personality Kristen wig okay yeah there we go there we go yep and then Ashley, she's the, our get yeah ashley the smoking car our smoky sexy smoking car mm-hmm you know what I'd like to see with the sexy smoking car? You know Nicki how Rock- Minaj. Ooh, there you go. Yep, never mind. Yep, <laughs> you got it. <laughs> I was He's gonna like, say we. I was gonna say we rotate in. her out. Like you know how Roxy Hart? It's always like, who's the new celebrity? Who's gonna be Roxy? It's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that can be the smoking car. It's always like, yeah. Oh, look so, who's stepping in. Is there one song that you feel like you could that could possibly or like one aspect of the show that you feel like could convince somebody who's either not into musicals or like definitely is just like into the greatest hits that could make me make them go, hey, you should check out Starlet Express. <sighs> That's a hard ask, honestly, because the, 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 the draw here is not the musicality. <laughs> <laughs> And the songs that I, but I would need to know the person. Like, yeah. okay, if you like that kind of thing, this, I do, as I said, that um, CB, the caboose is called CB. His song, the um, There's Me, I do think is a sweet song. And I think that that's, that could, that has a lot of potential to be covered um, and made into something that people could, that people could really like outside of the show. Uh, again, being about this, I think a lot of really great, romantic love like very sweet romantic love songs are actually about parental love um because they're it's a it's a much more selfless sort of love i think Mm -hmm. um that uh he whistled at me is like that's pretty fun yeah i yeah i guess i guess um there's me is probably the the song that I would save from that show. A show about people who are playing trains on roller skates. That's, I think, <laughs> all you need to know. I, like I yeah. said earlier, don't overthink it. If this, yeah. If, yeah. If this is going, if, the, if seeking the answer is going to ruin the experience, then forget the question. Yeah. <laughs> Turn that off. Just do some mushrooms and yes. go see it. Fill in you the know? blanks yourself, you know? Like, I love the idea of 
you know, just if, if they're not going to tell me what it is, you get to decide. To me, mm-hmm. every musical takes place in an alternate magical science fiction universe because they sing. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody told me they don't. I get to decide. I mean, sometimes it's justified. Yeah, that's true. Sometimes. What, I, dream girls, it's justified? Yeah, yeah, that's uh, true. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And most... The Riverdale musical episodes are usually very justified. I was about to say, most <laughs> most TV shows, they kind of have to. Whether yeah, yeah. it's like, this is this person's they've already, dreams, yeah. or yeah, They've already set up one. their rules. Yeah. Oh, the Grey's Anatomy one. No, wait. The Grey's Anatomy musical episode, I think, is justified with something where it's like, this woman hit her head. I think it's... Maybe? Mm-hmm. I don't remember. Yeah, I think you're right. It's yeah. a, it's, it is a lot of times because uh, Scrubs was an injury also. That seems to be an easy way to go is like, oh, that oh, might be oh, one we're singing now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're, we're insane. Yeah. We have to be crazy to sing. <laughs> oh, but also now you might be dying. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we have to just. We also have to put that. We also have to acknowledge that this is a massive Your life uh, is brain trauma. Danger. Yeah, yeah. If you think we're singing, you are not doing well. <laughs> <laughs> Eliza Skinner, thank you so much for coming on. Why do you know that? Thank you for. Da- Wait, am I supposed to answer that? Oh sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just I just spent an hour and a half answering it. Um, thank you for having me. It was really fun. Uh, as I said, uh, I have not spoken to many humans today. It probably none. So I'm sorry if I did it wrong. No, no, you did it great. Uh, is there anything that you like to plug at this time? Uh, just a cool playlist. My podcast. Um, I haven't put out a new episode, but I think I've got one coming out next week. Um, but there are a lot of very fun old episodes that people can listen to at any time. It's uh, me and a guest making a playlist for a specific life event moment or occasion. Um, nice. That sounds like something that people could listen to while they're out on their walks to get out of quarantine. Yeah. People yeah. are loving their yeah. walks. Listen to mm-hmm. cool playlists. Yeah. Uh, and then if you like the playlist, you can go download it from Spotify and listen to the whole playlist. Yeah. Then you can listen to that on the next walk. Cause you got to leave the house mm-hmm. more than once. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And where can people find you on the internet? Um, I'm on Twitter at Adeliza Skinner, and I'm on Instagram at at Eskins with a Z. Perfect. Great. Uh, All right. Well, usually we have some sort of like fun denouement, but I have to pee so bad. <laughs> okay. That's how we're going to end this? We're going to end the, You know what? That's, that's just like an Andrew Lloyd Webber thing yep. to just end on. <laughs> yeah. Somebody needs to pee. Honestly, As he Sean, said, that hasn't happened in one of his shows. You I figure mean, it out. I should explain. Yeah. I have actually been selected by a higher deity to be the one person who pees. There oh. you go. Yeah. Oh, no. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, tell everyone you know every way you know how. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review. And be sure to go back and listen to our older episodes if you missed them. We talked about some weird stuff. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at Why Do You Know That Pod or on Twitter at Why Do You Know Pod. They're different. And if you've got questions, comments, concerns, whatever, be sure to email us at Why Do You Know That Pod at gmail.com. Let's do this again sometime. Uh-huh.